0: Marky
1: Anderson has joined us. First of all, how do you feel? I feel great, Mark, but let me tell you this. I'm stupid. Chris just grabbed a nacho. I think he took somebody's nacho. He's two of on something. You know, a little mid-game snack. Magnum P.I., right? Use him for an example, right? Here he is. He carries a Detroit hat around. He's talked about me on the show. And Lou Whitaker and Alan Trammell go on the show. Why doesn't someone say, how come we don't have Mark Fitteridge on the show? Well, there's all sorts of news uh, for my Detroit Tigers. Um, first of all, I need to, need to reveal that the, the, the brunch heard around the world last week uh, with A.J. Hinch and Carlos Correa did not lead to Cor- Carlos Correa signing with the Tigers. Yet. <laughs> Yet. Uh, which is a ridiculous thing to say. But the, the piece of news that did come out uh, is that A.J. Hinch had a ham and cheese omelette. At that brunch, so my fears were confirmed. Um, I was worried about the photographs of Carlos Correa. I was—I didn't like his body language. He seemed to have <laughs> arms folded. He was leaning backwards in his chair. So clearly, I understand. He was that- doing
0: a lot of this when Hinch was talking, just moving. They we were his- flipping each other oh, off. Oh, oh. Uh, okay, so- AJ.
1: My astute observations proved to be correct as he was not signed by the Tigers, um, unfortunately or fortunately. Um, Carlos Correa is not signed anywhere. So he's going to be the speculation of the winter as he's the top free agent prospect out there. Um, So we'll be talking about that, I'm sure, over the offseason. But that ship has sailed, apparently. There's nothing to say uh, that (laughs) the Tigers couldn't sign him in addition to the big free agent signing they had, as we've seen the, the insane Texas Rangers sign Marcus Simeon and Corey Seager taking two of the top five uh, uh, shortstop free agents yeah. off the market and putting him into their middle of their infield. But the Tigers did sign Javi Baez. Uh, and I we talked about it briefly in previous episodes, how that was a rumor that might happen. You actually texted me a couple of weeks ago that, it may have been a done deal, but that was a... I was knew that?
0: it was a done deal. I had sources. <laughs> really, really. I said, I told you, I said to you, enjoy your reunion. When you said, "Where <laughs> I can't find this anywhere. I'm like, trust me, it's happening.
1: I know. You were prescient. Yeah, your, your comments were prescient. I think you are about four to five days early on that as it became official that uh, the formerly Sleepy Alavila is... I think we have to bury that, that uh, nickname forever now because he's been one of the more aggressive general managers in this month um or maybe this is just he just you know had his had his coffee you know i figured out his regimen needed to change to give him some energy for this one month and now he spent and that's it uh as he he uh jumped on uh made the first transaction right after the world series in picking up tucker barnhart uh, he added Eduardo Rodriguez, which is being pretty much universally acclaimed uh, throughout Major League Baseball as a really shrewd maneuver and a potentially really smart move for the Tigers' rotation going forward. But he finished his three item checklist that he stated before the offseason started that he needed to address catcher, starting pitching, and shortstop with Javi Baez. And there's A lot of thoughts about Javi Baez. You and I obviously know Javi Baez probably more than most uh, typical Tiger fans, um, b- just because I lived in Chicago for 24 years and watched Javi Baez grow up uh, a mile from where I lived, just north of Wrigley Field. Uh, so we we know about Javier Baez a lot more than typical Tiger fans, and I've seen some of that ignorance play out on the on Sports Talk Radio in Detroit this week after the signing became official as uh people more like are less familiar with Javi Baez were perceiving him as a clubhouse cancer which I found hilarious that that term had been used to describe Javi Baez because I had never thought of him that way as you know the Cubs were uh a merry bunch of uh, kids growing up, winning winning a championship early. Obviously, they they didn't win multiple championships as we would all have liked to. But you know, you heard little things here and there how there may have been uh, the two maybe two separate camps in that in that locker room last year with you know Wilson and Javi being on one side, and maybe Bryant and Rizzo being on another side. But I never I never thought of Javi as a cancer. Did you ever think? I mean, you've got a more of a Uh, less biased per perspective being a White Sox fan, but did you ever think bias was a cancer? Is that a way to describe him? Uh,
0: No, except for to what you just pointed out. I, the, the first rumblings kind of happened when he had made those comments that basically only him and Contreras were showing up to play and and no one else was. And I was like, you know, we were all kind of like, what are you talking about? Um, And you know, sort of the wine. I don't. I don't. This this doesn't fall under cancer, but you know, the whining in the twenty twenty season yeah. about not having fans, and then some of the shit in New York. Yeah, well, and the shit in New York
1: too. So this is where I think the perception is is coming for in in Detroit is what happened in New York, and I've, yeah, what happened in New York was the the famous you know the thumbs down uh, sign to the fans, um, which he actually had done in chicago but it didn't come to any it wasn't a news story because it wasn't it's not new york and it wasn't a big deal because everyone loved hobby in in chicago for good reason um so that that incident and mainly because hobby came out and talked about it in a press conference afterwards and just told people what he was doing which i we we talked about at the time was fucking stupid i mean it's an honest (laughs) moment but why you don't have to tell people what's going on he was just some you know they were upset that they were getting booed by by Mets fans and they were just that was their sign to boo back which whatever i think that's more immaturity than anything but that's being perceived now as a clubhouse cancer which i just think is vastly vastly overstated so um the the other part of that incident that's being described in in Detroit where he gave the thumbs down is the you know the premier uh, morning talk show Detroit Sports Talk Radio and I knew seven won the ticket uh, Stoney and Jansen they were describing that as Javi flipping off the crowd and they said it multiple times like oh yeah they flipped off the crowd so he's a clubhouse cancer it's like he gave him a thumbs down there's I mean we're talking you know minor semantics here but this is a there's a big difference I think be- between giving fans a thumbs down and literally flipping them off so. I just I find it funny how yeah. suddenly this has escalated where he's a cancer and flipped off the crowd. So he's, he's like the worst guy in the world, which is just, that's I think it's just lazy journalism. That's lazy sports talk radio. Just mainly, I think people in Detroit at least are a little bit disappointed simply because we all thought we were getting Carlos Correa. And I have been drawing, I've been connecting those dots. I blame you. Yeah, I it's my you. fault. I mean, everyone's listening to us too much. Um, I started that. I mean, I didn't create the idea, but we started talking about this this summer how Carlos Correa made some sense for the Tigers to go after in the offseason. And then as things progressed, things progressed, it um, looked more and more likely, including that famous brunch two weeks ago. So I think that's part of it. I think people were really, really on board the Carlos Correa decision, felt like we had to settle for Javi Baez, which there may be some truth to that. Um, but I think it's a little immature, very unfair to start calling him a clubhouse cancer and all that stuff uh what is fair is to point out his incredibly high strikeout rate if we want to talk facts here instead of perceptions and
0: he's a strikeout cancer folks not a clubhouse that's a good
1: way to put it strikeout (laughs) cancer yeah he strikes out a shit ton that that's a problem um and that's where carlos correa would have been a a better option at least in, in one in one statistical category um there are more but the other the thing that tigers fans and myself uh immediately need to keep in mind is javi Baez is a massive upgrade to what the tigers had at shortstop and that is he is filling a a huge need in their offense and specifically defense this this team is is being built around defense and pitching and supplementing with with offense and I, in, in many ways Javi is a fantastic fit for that not to say he's the best fit i think i still would like carlos correa a little bit more but i understand why they didn't you know he basically costs half as much for almost half as many years as carlos correa is probably going to if you look at how this market has played out Corey seager got his 10-year deal for 325 million from the rangers well, that, that's the starting point for Correa, who is, is yep. perceived as the better player. So, we speculated uh, weeks ago that, you know, that that I mean, the, the, basically, the rule of thumb was going to be ten years, thirty plus million dollars. Well, that that's come to fruition now, where that he'll look at that three twenty five, and I think it's going to be like we said, three hundred forty two million, just to be one million more than. Uh, Francisco Lindor, uh, just because Carlos Correa can, as the market is is shrinking, um, the shortstops are coming off the board. I think there's a lot of value in what in what Javier Baez brings, though. Um, if you look at the other signings this this month, specifically the shortstop free agents, um, Marcus Simeon got a seven year deal for 175 million, I think. Yeah. Um, so Javier is less than that. Um, he's, he's half as much as what, uh, much less than half as much as what uh, Corey Seager got. And I'm not sure how much better Corey Seager is than, than Javi Baez. So um, I think what you're gaining in, in Javi Baez is certainly defense, um, certainly power. I mean, that, that is his, he had 31 homers, home runs last year. Uh, on base percentage is not where you're getting although he has turned that around uh in new york for those last two months he was a 377 OBP, where he was around 300 for his career um and um the first four months of 2021 so maybe he's addressing that in a new organization we'll address that going forward i don't know um but regardless like like i said he is a massive upgrade for the tigers he 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 might not be exactly what we wanted in he's not Carlos Correa. I think there were some pitfalls to Carlos Correa too, that, that, you know, you can, you can poke holes in, in any player. So, you know, he, he doesn't have the, the, the power potential that Javi Baez does um, or at least he has never hit more than 25 home runs in a season. I don't think um, he has had injury issues, which, which Javi has actually had some minor issues that have kept him out from games, but not for significant amounts of time, but, so there's things there's things to look at there, but I don't think Tigers fans should be disappointed at all getting Javi Baez, which is just funny. I d- I never thought I'd be even saying that sentence that people would be disappointed to have Javi Baez on their team. Cause just think about what what we've experienced in Chicago um, with El Mago. There's a reason his nickname is that his his baseball IQ is off the charts, and that, that's the immeasurable part that doesn't doesn't show up in a statistical analysis but we, we've marveled at the things he's able to pull out of his ass on on the base pass and other way other other places so he's an incredibly exciting player I, it's amazing that he went from my second favorite team to my first favorite team in the span of a year i never never anticipated that happening but i think it's just going to be a matter of time before people grow to love javi Baez the, the way the way cubs fans have i'm sure you have some thoughts of you as you have uh you know, been observing Javi Baez. We've been comparing Javi Baez to uh, the shorts up on the South side of town with Tim Anderson. Uh, we've comp- compared their strengths and weaknesses. Uh, I, I know you have some thoughts as Javi is a polarizing figure in some, in some terms. So, yeah, I mean, I think you,
0: think you get the, you get the good and the bad with yep. Baez and he has way more mental lapses than a player of his caliber should. Um, I agree. From Time to time. Um, it's amazing um, where you, you know, you watch him make the hardest play imaginable in the field. And then two innings later, a routine grounder goes between his legs or something yeah, he has and,
1: some in a focus in, issues.
0: Yeah. in a key moment or he's running on the base pass with one out on a fly out and, and, and getting doubled off the base. So it's, you know, I mean, he, the thing, the thing about it is you would have thought by now, with as long as he's been in the majors, uh, the strikeout rate and and some of these other issues would have dissipated, but they continue. Now, is it the, was it the Cubs? Was it being with Grandpa Rossi and just being with an ex-teammate? Um, was, it, was it Joe's friends with everybody mentality there? I don't know. Well, was, yeah. you know, Javi letting Javi be Javi. I don't know what it is. But, well, I mean, if I'm a Tigers fan, he gets a clean slate as far as I'm concerned when he walks in the door because he's under uh, a very good manager who did some amazing things with the Tigers this past season. The Tigers overachieved by every aspect. And while he was – a while A.J. Hinch was a, was a stretch for a manager of the year nomination – to me he could have i wouldn't have i wouldn't have said why is AJ Hinch nominated for manager of the year right. The Tigers exceeded expectations, and like I pointed out before on a manager of the of the year candidate, I think that isn't considered enough when um you know managers of the year are chosen so but whatever it's just some silly freaking award at the end of the day we we yeah. know we know what our managers did and, and what they were up against so um so the the def, the defense. I'll just I'll just continue on this. The defense. The the things Javi does. The there's no better person tagging out a runner at freaking second base on shitty throws. Mm-hmm. Like Will Wilson Contreras. The you know part of part of Wilson's going going forward is going to be when he throws an errant throw to second now are, are those, are those going to still, those probably aren't going to be outs anymore for the Cubs that they were with bias Baez. Baez's yeah. glove is quick. He's and, and again, I think there's more good than bad at the end of the day, yeah. but we're in a society where when the bad happens, that's all you're going to hear about. So, yeah. And, you know, cause we're assholes on this podcast. I'm going to point it out probably over and over again, just to have fun with this <laughs> podcast. But, yep. but you know, I mean, I would, ex- I, I would expect nothing less. I mean, honestly, I, I, the, the other thing that's always, and I think maybe it's bias is the c- type of guy you kind of love to hate because uh, of how he um, carries himself on the field. He does have an arrogance and, and, uh-huh. and, and I think Sounds he like was on
1: confidence, but yeah. Uh, it's,
0: well, but it's I think they, they go hand in hand. <laughs> um I think if he's on your team, you you kind of love him. I think if you're going up against him, you think he's showboating and being an asshole. So
1: right. so I think that's only gonna get ramped up for White Sox fans if they yeah. Oh, yeah. from afar, but now he's in their division as the rivalry between the Tigers and the White Sox is definitely gonna ramp up as I think we are headed for a battle for the AL Central for, for years to come now.
0: Yeah. So um, yeah, it, other,
1: it, it, it'll be fun, but um, the age, uh... Uh, age is another issue with, with bias that we didn't bring up yet that, you know, he is 29 years old um, where, you know, Correa was like 27. Um, but in, in Tiger fans are really scared of long-term deals. This is a six year deal, $140 million, um, you know, mainly because of, Miguel Cabrera's massive eight-year extension signed six years ago. Um, And we've seen him not, he had a good year last year actually, but he's been a shell of his hall of fame self. So people are nervous about that, but you know, Baez is going to be 35 years old at the end of this deal. Miguel is going to be 40 or 42 depending. Yeah.
0: You're talking a big freaking difference. Yeah. I don't, I, it's a good signing and, and, and just to 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 your point about the upgrade at shortstop that a good defense brings good pitchers good pitchers want to come pitch on yeah. your team free yeah. agent pitchers want to come to your team it was kind of like what i brought up about the giants which we'll get to uh, after we take a break but you know i i had expressed concern were the giants going to have trouble signing some pitchers because buster posey was gone yeah. there, there was a yeah, a veteran catcher that pitchers wanted to work with because he was going to make them even better possibly, um, you know, but the giants have a, a pretty decent defense, but like um, that all comes into play. People don't, don't think that, but think it, it, think people right. don't look at the game like that. They don't, they, they just say like, Oh, well we missed out on this pitcher. Well maybe you missed out on the picture. Maybe the white I mean no one ever talked about. It. I didn't talk about it uh, and I was but maybe some of those those big signings the White Sox where they put similar money out on the table for those those big name pitchers they looked at how the White Sox defense was and yeah. and you know they're like hey we don't want to go sign with the White Sox we want to go where's where there's a better infield and a better outfield behind me. So
1: I think it was definitely a factor in signing Eduardo Rodriguez who suffered from the worst defense in the majors in Boston. Right. couple of years. So, you know, anywhere was an improvement, but the the emphasis that Detroit puts on defense has certainly got to be appealing. The yeah. other thing that may, uh, well, to recruit hobby at least, um, Miguel Cabrera was a clear factor. Uh, that was one thing I needed to talk about where he, uh, Javi reached out to Miguel to see if it would be a good idea to come there. And apparently he said, fuck yeah, get, get your ass over here. And I think that was a, that was a big factor in, in Javi signing. Cause I mean, like we talked about, there was when those rumors first came out, it's like, yeah, I mean, he, he, he might be interested in coming to Detroit if they offer him the most money. Um, but there's no connection. I, you know, I think of Javi as kind of a big city guy, obviously he's played his career in Chicago and New York now, but you know, a spotlight guy, um, where you know they just didn't seem like a normal fit uh, for a hobby in Detroit. Is you know clearly Detroit's the the working class, Rust Belt. Uh, just get to work, get your job done, win some fucking championships, and we'll, we'll love you. Um, but I think I think he can fit in. I think I think Miguel is a big a big part of that too, which is fun to see. Like uh, Miguel using his his status as you know in in a recruiting uh, way for the Tigers. So I love it uh last thing i have to bring up um with hobby is he is wearing the number 28 they revealed yesterday which is a special number in recent tigers history as not only curtis granderson one of my favorite tigers of all time wore the number 28 prince fielder wore the 28 and had very good years in detroit and of course jd martinez who had his best years of his career maybe um in Detroit uh, wearing the number 28. So I think that's another good sign for the Tigers going forward.